1: Learn more at Marines.com. Navigation system.
0: Please say a command.
1: On ignition, powered, seat belts, fastened, shift, drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL broadcast studios. This is the Ride with Royce. He's
2: going the distance.
3: Uh, Fernando Rodney, forty-year-old candidate to be the uh, Twins' closer. Uh, I guess they uh, didn't want to give Kinsler uh, two years, fifteen million. Is that what he got? Did you say that? Uh, it was uh, two, two years, and ten, but there's a, th- two and ten, a, a third and a option. Two and ten for Kinsler. That would have been he would he would have come back here for the same. price. That's kind of what I be? was thinking. Well, Fernando, uh, they get they get him for one year, four four and a quarter, and he can make a little more than that, right? He's forty years old. I like him. I just got a scouting report from a friend of mine who uh, covered him uh, for several years with another team. Uh, said he's uh, a little, you know, like uh, a lot of fellows from the Dominican, even he's been here, he's uh, not, uh, not real. He doesn't like to talk in English too often as mm-hmm. far as doing interviews and stuff, but he said... Uh, He's in his own world. He said he's kind of, you know, just a a closer, but he's an intelligent guy, and he's a playful humor, he said. He likes to uh, agitate a little bit, but, uh, you know, maybe that. Now, Manny told us the real story of the crooked crooked hat, which most people think is just a cry for attention. No, it is.
1: uh, I, I remember reading something about this last year, and then I had to go back. Today, when the when the news broke of the twin signing, I had to look back on what the story exactly was. He he wears it slightly, you know, Got to a the guy. left. Gets, uh, a li- gets a,
3: about another inch over every year. Yeah. About another half inch over every year. But,
1: <laughs> but he wears it that way, in uh, apparently in tribute to his late father who passed away, I think, like six days before he made his Major League debut in 2002. And his dad was a fisherman from the Dominican Republic, and his dad would, whenever his dad would go fishing, he would wear it. You know, to, the, side to the left to keep
3: the sun from to keep the sun from coming him, huh?
1: down on his face. So that's that's basically why he wears his hat that way.
3: Well, so. that's uh, I, I think it's kind of fun. I know a lot of baseball purists uh, go crazy, but I was very happy to see on your Twitter account, yes, that uh, the mayor. Bully who's, who's been mm-hmm. a big critic of uh, this in the past has mm-hmm. come around now that he's a twin. He posed and for the a mayor, photo in today. He posed <laughs> for a photo with a cockeyed <laughs> twins hat. So kind he, of welcoming can, Fernando you can to the club. see that and at Chris Revers are E-U-V-E-R-S. Yes have yeah, so we were... the same problem with that name as I do. A lot of people like to put the U before the E. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. <laughs> I told you the story about when I became a columnist at the St. Uh, Paul Dispatch, the afternoon paper. And I'd been there since 68. And this was 79. All right. February of 79. And to announce the arrival of this new sports columnist, they put it over the banner that said, you know, the St. Paul Dispatch, above the banner. Mm-hmm. Read new Pat Ricey column in sports. Okay. There's new Pat Ricey column debuts today or something. R-U-E-S-S-E. Oh. Uh, right, up, right up there on top of the band. Welcome to the show. Somebody been paying attention. Right? <laughs> yeah, all those years. Anyway. Yeah, Fernando Rodney, uh, 40 years old. Now, I got a piping hot take for you. Here we go. Okay. I'm ready. I think uh, Fernando will uh, probably... Uh, uh, be mediocre. Oh, that's a no, my piping, piping hot, hot take is take. Is oh. The guy who's going to lead the Twins in saves in 2018 is going to be Ryan Preston. Oh, my. That's Ooh. a scolding hot is sports sc- take. So
1: Preston's going to have a big bounce I, back he here. He's going to
3: have a big bounce back here. He has the best stuff in that bullpen. He's going to get clear-headed here. Somebody, We got the new pitching coach, right? Yeah, we got the guy. He's got to get him. Mm-hmm. He's got to get to him, Yeah, right? We got the new pitching coach. Mm-hmm. We got the senior advisor pitching coach, too. <laughs> we got Eddie. We got three guys to get to him. So,
1: not that I want to point fingers in any way, but I'm going on to the 1500 ESPN old takes exposed Twitter account. Yeah. This is 2017, not 2016, when you made the same declaration, is it?
3: Uh, yeah, it's the same declaration. <laughs> last year. A, I, but by uh, the way, I'm not ripping you because
1: I'm with you because I'm agreeing. Was, that,
3: nobody was more disappointed in him than me, including him.
1: Right? Because <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I think I I agree that Ryan Presley is a
3: lot better or should be a lot better than what we've seen. You know what his biggest problem is? Idiotic pitch selection. When you throw 98, uh, and you got a guy. Who's strikeout prone? Don't do him a favor by throwing him a strike curveball. I, you I can throw I, I, that I curve, you
1: uh, can throw, hanging uh, curveball. You can throw plate.
3: that curveball, and he's got a good curveball, but you yep. got to throw it on the outside of the plate and have it fall down and land on the, on the
1: plate. And another thing when it's George Springer at the plate, don't throw him a 98 mile an hour no. fastball because he's going to hit it in the third deck like he did at Target well, Field LB's last he's year. Waiting right. yeah, he's waiting
3: for it. He's oh waiting for it. But. My God. Uh, yeah, he, he gave up some gigantic home runs, but there's no I, no reason this guy can't be a very good member of your with bullpen.
1: You. I'm 100% with you.
3: Now, I would say Trevor May could have been your closer, except I still think he's going to be in the rotation by May 1st. So,
1: Now, is he going to be ready to go by he spring training? He says
3: he will be ready to go by spring training. I talked to him uh, when Roy Halladay uh, died.
1: What's the connection?
3: Uh, he was a kid in the uh, Oh, in the Philly system, Philly system. of course. And yeah, he yeah. said, "He said watching Roy Halliday, Halliday, excuse me, was uh, kind of served as a role model for all the young pitchers in the Philly system nobody because nobody worked harder. Yeah. He was one of those guys. If he got to the ballpark at five a.m. and if he got there and somebody else had beaten him, then the next day he'd get there at four fifty a.m. and and and." And the they're like the twins, the complexes are right next to each other so he's looking for cars in the parking lots. And the guys of May's generation, just to agitate him would start showing up early just to try to beat him <laughs> to the to there to see how early Halliday would why is he here be. at midnight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to see how early Halliday would be there. but the you know he never was a teammate of his, but he was a great admirer but he said yes, his he's he's uh, progressing. It's going to be a year, uh, what, in, I think the surgery was April. Was it spring training? April. Oh, it was. Yeah, uh, well, he blew it out in, uh, remember that? He had a pretty good outing in the uh, middle of March, and then two days later we said, ah, he's got a sore elbow, and two weeks later he had surgery. Mm-hmm. But uh, he said he's uh, his goal is to be thrown off the mound uh, when uh, camp opens. So we'll, we'll see. They're uh, but, uh, anyway, Fernando Rodney, I approve. Sure. I, I think it's fine.
1: But again, like we said yesterday, after they signed Pineda, this still can't be it.
3: He's not what you would call a fast r- worker. No. He can take a while.
1: Yeah. He can there take can. a while. He and can think about it. What while. do we know about the rule five kid we got from Miami today?
3: Not a thing, but, uh, I don't, why did they not have Nick Birdie? Uh, we're going to ask Bernardino this, uh, when we talk to him, but, uh, Putting not putting Nick Birdie on the forty man seemed made, made rather very little ridiculous. sense
1: because isn't he still injured? They could have put him yeah, on the sixty day John. DL.
3: He's a he's a Tommy John guy, uh, right? And he would I think what happens now is the team that drafts him, they can keep him on the DL all year. But then the next year they have to keep him. In the, the The Rule Five will still stay intact for, yeah, for the following season
1: because he
3: was traded
1: too after he was picked. Correct. The Phillies draft, yeah, drafted him and to, then traded him to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh,
3: yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, you know, every we always talk about wanting live arms and you give up one of guys who throws a 100. I don't know about that. We'll be back. Get a report from uh, the uh, winter meetings from uh, Mike Berardino. Mike Baradino covers the Twins for the St. Paul Pioneer Press and TwinCities.com. Fernando Rodney, a 40-year-old Dominican. Does this mean we're going to bring
2: Bartolo back, too, sir? (laughs) Well, they say they haven't closed the door to it. We can only hope. But, uh, you know, it is in that kind of vein, isn't it? And uh, there's some quirks and peculiarities with this guy, too, although he's in much better shape. (laughs) <laughs> yes
3: uh what uh what's the word on how his stuff was last year was he he does have that great uh the great forkball whatever the hell it is uh uh but uh what's what's how's how hard is he throwing now do we know
2: well he's lost a couple of miles an hour on the velo but still mid-90s i talked to Tori lovello about him uh down here and his manager in arizona and really the twins manager a couple of years ago yeah. and, and he was very appreciative of what he did for him uh, they have financial troubles in Arizona's only reason they weren't really strongly trying to keep him but of course and he's going to be 41 when he pitches next year but he said he, he said from what he saw at the end of the year it looks like he could pitch till he's 50 still running it up there mid 90s and like you say that power change up that he could tell you it's coming and it just disappears the problem with him is it always He's gonna load him up, and he's gonna strike him out. That's what he's gonna do. It's just, it's just yeah. going to, you know, I hope, I hope Molitor's got enough Maylocks uh, in, in that, in that, uh, in that desk of his.
3: Yeah, it's uh, not quite Jose Valverde, but it's close. He's gonna. There's me. a
2: reason it's called the Fernando Rodney experience. Just,
3: uh, <laughs> uh, I love the hat myself. A lot of people are uh, very upset about that. Our guy suture is uh, is not a hat guy but uh, I, uh, I, I saw a tweet of yours on Nick birdie I, that and uh, you were su- you were suggesting they should take him back in the rule five draft. <laughs> what
2: uh, what what was the logic here? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thinking there was roster spots are valuable. I mean, even with these Michael Pineda now and yeah. and Rodney, and then they took a guy in a Rule 5 who never made a Marlins top 30 prospects from Baseball America, and that's a terrible system. So that's, a, you know, they see the strikeout rate, but they're only going to have one extra roster spot as it is, one open spot. I, uh, I do think that now the Pirates have Nick Birdie's rights, and they're going to have to carry him for 90 days, and the Twins – Coming off Tommy John surgery late last May, they did not see a scenario where um, a team would be able to do that very comfortably, and they certainly didn't want to lock up a 40-man spot was their thinking. But they do have, you know, sweat equity in this guy going back to 14. They have $1.2 in a bonus in him coming out of Louisville. They'd send him to the Arizona Fall League. He didn't give up anything there. And he was throwing lights out with an 053 ERA, When he went down last year, Tommy Johns are pretty straightforward. They're kind of like a trip to Jiffy Lube. But uh, they did not want to be tied down with the uh, roster spot because their thinking was he's really not going to be able to help anybody at a major league level until 2019.
3: Hey, Mike, you have to activate him for 90 days no matter what the background is. I, I thought you could keep him on the DL and then have the same rules apply next year. But you can't. You have to activate him for 90
2: Ninety days total on the twenty-five man active roster, okay. and that can carry over. Like you could use eighty of them up, or fifty of them up in twenty eighteen, and then you'd have to carry okay. them all the next off season, and then uh, carry them all, you know, for the remainder up till you get to ninety yeah. days, and then then you can option them back down to the minor leagues. Uh, if you want to try to option them before that, then you got to offer them back to the Twins. Fifty grand, and of course they would take him.
3: I uh, heard—I uh, think it was one of the gentlemen on our station the other day complaining about uh, you know the previous organization uh, didn't value power arms enough. But if you go back to, I think it was—was was it three years ago that Dougie thought he was going to have four of them throwing dang near a hundred? Mm-hmm. Chargois, birdie. Jake Reed and the little kid, Zach, was it Jack Jones? Right. He had four Jack, of them well, there.
2: Jack Jones, Yeah. He and, threw a threw hundred. Yeah.
3: And none of them, you know, Chargois is, well, what's the word on him? Do we know where he is
2: still, still uh, rehabbing slowly back from what he had, which was uh, basically a uh, elbow aspect, but not Tommy John. Um, a strain, uh, something on the outside of his elbow, not the inside, which is good, but, uh, yeah, but couldn't he's get him a... on the mound, just couldn't get him on the mound all, all year because he did show. He had a nice September of 16, no yep. pressure, and 103 lost season. But you're right. They threw a lot of those big power arms against the wall. Jake Reed, uh, another one you might have mentioned, but, and he did not. Jake Reed was not taken in the Rule 5 no. today. But, um, you know, you, you just hope one of one or two of those hit because you see what relief costs you now on the open market for a guy who's not 40 years old. And it tends to be somewhere in that seven to nine million dollar range per year.
3: Uh, do you take the uh, you Darvish, uh, maybe make a bid rumors seriously at all?
2: Well, after talking to Chris Jimenez, uh, I know at least uh, he's got a guy trying to recruit him to Minnesota. And, and uh, that's how loyal Jimenez is to Minnesota. Is. He doesn't even have a, a job. He's not a twin anymore, but he'd like to be. And he's, He'd been working on them, uh, trying to tell him. and Darvish had a lot of questions for him. It sounded like two separate phone calls, wanting to know how it would be in Minnesota and uh, what the uh, community was like, what the area was like, what the clubhouse was like. And um, Jimenez thinks the Twins would have a shot. They don't have to be the highest bidder, but the problem is we really don't know at this point what we're talking, we're talking. Yeah. hundred It's going to be a hundred million plus. Yes, but is it one sixty? I don't see that. If it's somewhere around one twenty, maybe they could talk themselves into that, depending on, on other aspects of it.
3: You know, Jimenez had a pretty. Uh, you got Garver coming up. You like the way he hits. They they wouldn't catch him, uh, but uh, you like the way he hits. But Jimenez had a pretty good year as the backup, he really and he's Mister Clubhouse guy. I, I gotta think he's gonna be back.
2: Well, I also, I mean. <laughs> I would make sure if I were the twins, he's just going to be a minor league deal situation. I would get him locked up based on two phone calls from you, Darvish. I think that's good <laughs> enough right there. Uh Why not? I mean, there's no, there's no guaranteed money going to Jimenez at this point. And you're right. He was tremendous in that clubhouse. And there's a reason that we voted a media, good guy. And I think he was general, uh you know, the good guy to all those teammates, younger teammates. He's been in a lot of winning situations. And, um, he jokes that uh, he's told Darvish that we're a package deal here. So wherever you go, you make sure you take me with you. And and again, um, maybe the Jimenez is the first piece you got to take care of because, um, again, he he keeps showing up in the the postseason somehow.
3: Well, they anticipate uh, that Sano is going to show up in Fort Myers in rehab uh, uh, for a a while. Uh, That'll be interesting to see if it occurs or not.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, Um, you know, he's just now going to start that process. And the encouraging thing is that once he's cleared for baseball activity, which they think will be sometime, uh, in January, that they're going to let him work with Fernando Tatis senior again. And that, that certainly paid dividends a year ago and led to an all-star appearance. This time he's going to have a guy with a rod in his shin. So we'll see how that goes in terms of mobility at third, but from everything. And, you know, I pressed that Levine on that, um, in terms of, uh, playing the field because that would obviously affect your lineup and whether you're, you're going to need a little even more protection beyond Escobar at third. But they seem to think that the, his workload on the field and at the plate should not be impacted as, without any uh, setbacks. Everything so far so good. But that is an NFL slash NBA type surgery to put a shin in the uh, a rod in the shin of a, of a very big man. So baseball is a different deal with all the diving and stretching and, and, and leaning that he's going to have to do. You have to throw that big body around.
3: Uh, Mike Bernardino's is with us, uh, pioneer press, Mike, uh, we're talking about a rod. Are we talking about a rod? Are we talking about a copper wire or a titanium <laughs> wire or something? Do we have any idea what kind of width we're talking about here? Is it, I well, mean, if we, I, if we drew, drove a spike into his shin, I'd be a little nervous here.
2: Well, I did, I did get, a. I did press on the idea that, you know, is it, does it go down into the ankle or the foot as well? Or did that have to be stabilized because you hear about those kind of – and he was seeing foot and ankle type specialists, but uh, that didn't have the exact – I asked for the length of the rod. I think we'd like to know. <laughs> yes. we're, we're, we'd like to you know, That's a good specific detail. But well, he didn't have that for me. But uh, basically, it just had to stabilize that area. It's, uh, you know, it's not the tibia because it's it purely is on the front of – of that uh, shin area and and um but it's still a concern and maybe the short-term concern the bigger one is how much cardio can he do how how hard is it going to be for miguel sano to stay in shape this off season as he's rehabbing both in fort myers and back home uh, before he even is able to pick up a bat
3: Mike, uh, you worked in South Florida for a long, long time. Uh, has Jeter done the impossible and become more unpopular than Jeff Loria within a week? Uh, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I mean, you've been down there. I don't think we still know if Miami could be a good baseball area or not.
2: Well, all you can go on is that they did have $3 million, um before the strike uh, coming out as a— uh, as an expansion team. And they put 70,000 a night in the stands in 97 when they're winning yeah. world series in October. So we, you know, the people will come if, if given half an opportunity, but that's not happening now. And, and for Stan, they'd be out the door and Ozuna and maybe Yelich too. And it just, you know, you make a fine point. I think if, indeed Jeter would finish behind Loria in a popularity contest in South Florida. That would mainly be because of expectations. Yes. You know, Derek Jeter's associated with winning. Right. Yes. They're not gonna do much winning for a while. Well, they had
3: a chance to sell the team to a—I don't know what happened to the financing, but when I first read the two contenders, I I thought the Cuban billionaire would be a slam dunk down there, for goodness sakes.
2: Yeah, George Moss is the guy who uh, was—yeah, even at the All-Star game when I was down there, all the local papers were talking. He was there sitting uh, next to the dugout with Loria. It looked like a done deal. But baseball came in there and put uh, him—made sure that Jeter was installed— and that Bruce Sherman, who basically wrecked the Miami Herald uh, as a as a uh, hedge fund guy a uh, decade ago, and and a number of other Knight ritter papers, uh, he's uh, he's putting a stamp on Miami again, that's not a good <laughs> one. So they could have had Moss, and now it's no Moss.
3: Well, that's terrible. Uh, what uh, are the uh, is the uh, Twins uh, uh, delegation leaving tomorrow morning, or are they leave today?
2: No, they all pretty much got out of there today, and a few of them. Justin Morrison um, and the other PR guys, uh, they, they uh, left town yesterday, but uh, knowing that uh, while they were still trying to make signings, and they did with, with Rodney, they weren't going to be yeah. having any press conferences um, down here for sure. So they keep that streak going. They also keep their amazing streak going. And maybe you, have a, uh, maybe you can recall them, but I cannot find one throughout Twins history. And I've vetted it as far as I can with McPhail and Ryan and everybody else. Um, and Calvin Griffith unavailable for comment. No, no. Out, twins have never signed an outside reliever, uh, free agency uh, to a multi-year deal in their wow. They usually they'll bring them in and maybe like them, Jared Burton, et cetera, and then re-up at that point. But. To go win a bidding war for an outside free agent reliever, that's not a Twins thing, and it still isn't. I can guarantee you Calvin never did it. I <laughs> know, <laughs> right? Can have a,
3: without looking, I can guarantee you Calvin never did it. Hey, that's hey, hey, Mike, thanks for your time. All right, Pat. All right, Mike Berdino, of uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press. That uh, covers the Twins. We shall return. Johnny Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update is
0: sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. Timberwolves back in action tonight. They will play Sacramento at the Target Center.
3: I guarantee you no matter what happens, Timberwolves fans are going to be disappointed. If they win by 15 and don't use the bench enough, people will be upset. (laughs) They're getting tired.
0: Yes. Uh, the Wild is recalled goaltender Steve Michalik. That indicates to me that Doobie's going to miss a few games. Yes, under emergency conditions, is what they call it, mm-hmm. from the Iowa Wild. Dubnik has some lower body in- injury problems. Uh, now, they are. there was a report today that he's day-to-day, but
3: uh, it sounds to me like uh, maybe mm-hmm. a little longer. That's how that. day-to-day is. Yeah. I think uh, isn't... Uh the big guy from uh, Eastern Europe, isn't he day to day, Belita or <laughs> whatever? whatever he's day to day. Belly. He's <laughs> turning out.
0: He's month to month. Wild hosts the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, this evening.
1: I'm sorry, I was listening to something in queue. Uh-huh. It was. Um, Billy Martin being ejected from a game. Mm -hmm. He's almost as good as Earl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They hated him him more than Earl. Oh, my God. They hated him more than Earl. You're here for
3: one reason, to bleep us. (laughs) (laughs) What? The best is, uh, is the Hall of Fame thing. Who oh. yeah. <laughs> it was it? Was, it was Bill Hall, uh, Bill Tom Haller's brother. Yep. Tom Haller's brother. Yep. Right?
1: Yep. Yes. Well you're going to the Hall of Fame, huh? For bleeping up a World Series? <laughs> <laughs> and Earl doesn't know what to do. He just goes,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: well.
0: God. We gotta find an Earl anniversary just to play oh, that sound bite for oh, some it's oh, wonderful. The twins, as we've heard, have agreed to a one year deal with Fernando Rodney. Uh, the deal could reach six million dollars with incentives pending a physical. Last year he had thirty nine saves for Arizona, five and four with a four point two three RA. Now he does turn forty one on March eighteenth. I hope he wears his hat all the way to mm-hmm. the side. <laughs> Baseball's Rule 5 draft held today. Twins lost a couple of fellas. Uh, righty's Nick Birdie went to the Philadelphia Phillies and Luke Bard to the Angels. But then the Phillies traded Birdie to the Pittsburgh Pirates for $500,000 in international bonus money. The Twins took righty Tyler Kinney, uh, Kinley from Miami. Uh, you guys were asking about Kinley, if we knew anything about him. I yeah. did look something up. Apparently his fastball ranges in the 96 to 98 mile an hour uh, region. Does it's, he throw it for a strike? <laughs> his slider 87 to 90. He averaged 12.2 strikeouts per nine innings last season in the minor leagues. Control, Chris, has been an issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's walked almost four batters per nine innings in his Ah. minor league career. He's 26 years old, uh, apparently pitching for Licey in the Dominican this winter, uh, and he's tossed 18 scoreless innings, uh, which is where the Twins have been. That's why They got
3: excited. Uh, Berardino just told us he wasn't rated among the top 30 prospects in the Marlins system going into this offseason.
0: Yeah. And he is 26. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the four members. So of he's uh, J T. Graham, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> J R. Graham. Or that's it. Hopefully, he's taller. <laughs> four members of the Lynx, who are on the 2016 Olympic women's basketball gold medalists, are among the 29 players in the pool for the 2018 U.S. national team. Sylvia Fowles, Maya Moore, Simone Augustus, and Lindsay Whalen were on the oh, gold. Oh come
3: on! Our grandmas don't want to play again, do they, <laughs> Maya? But we don't want the three grandmas to go again, do we?
0: WNBA stars Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi are back for another run with the national team. U.S. is already qualified. Sue Bird! Uh-huh. No. <laughs> she got to UConn before
3: Gino did, for goodness sake.
0: <laughs> U.S. has already qualified for next year's FIBA World Cup. That will be held next year in Spain. Ryan Shazier remains at UPMC Hospital Oof. in Pittsburgh. He's still recovering from that spinal stabilization surgery. A statement released today by the Steelers. He was strapped to a board, carted off the field. You might remember after a uh, collision with receiver Josh Malone on a December 4th game against Cincinnati. He has been placed, of course, on injured reserve. His dad, Vernon, told ESPN via text, the support from around the NFL has been unbelievable. Families remaining hopeful and taking life one day at a time. So what
3: nobody is telling us is if he's paralyzed or not. That's correct. Nobody has said a word in that direction. Doesn't sound good. Not not at all, actually. All right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. Don't you be intimidating! I'm not intimidating you. Don't you be intimidating! I'm not intimidating you. As far as I'm concerned, he went enough. Well, that's good enough for me. But sometimes
2: get some help on it too, all right? All
3: right, All right. Which umpire was Billy screaming at? I
1: couldn't tell from the uh, the video replay, but he was he didn't want to be intimidated. He, he was, was fine uh, with the
3: call, yeah. but
1: don't be trying to intimidate me. And uh, <laughs> the dirt kicking, we really oh. wouldn't get away with oh. that
3: anymore, would we, with the dirt Heaven's kicking?
1: Heavens no. Heavens
3: no. Now, the difference between him and Earl was, Earl was the greatest guy that ever lived. Uh, you know, unless you were an umpire. Right. Billy was a bad guy. Yes. But I don't, now that, I got... Most of them are deceased now, but I know a lot of Angelo Giuliani was a big buddy of my dad's in the 50s. He used to come down hunting, uh, pheasant hunting down in Fulda, and I got to know him extremely well. and He's one of the greatest guys that ever lived. He he's died a few years ago. Backup catcher with the Brooklyn Dodgers, St. Paul guy, signed, uh, you know, was a longtime scout for the New York Giants and then uh, for the twins when they came here, and he swears by Billy. He thought Billy was a great guy. Sure. And a lot of those people of the, that knew him well in the 60s will tell you that the twins of, uh, you know, Jimmy Robertson loved him. Uh, all these guys went hunting and hunting with him in South Dakota, uh, duck hunting up by Lake Christina, up by where Kenny has his place, and uh, you know, they'd go, and it'd be a lot of drinking, but Everybody swore by Billy, but when he really got full of booze, he uh, he he liked to punch people. And uh, Howard Fox was the Twins' traveling secretary, but it was a completely different job then. He was like the vice. He was the on-the-road spy for Calvin because the the general manager didn't travel. Mm-hmm. You had a four-person. You had a manager and three coaches, and you had one trainer and an equipment man. That was it. That yeah. was it. And you had Ray Crump, who uh, just recently passed away. And Ray was Calvin's guy. And Howard was his guy. And, And whatever information was disseminated from the road came from Howard. And Howard hated Billy because going back to a day when Billy was the coach on the road, Howard and Billy never got along because Billy would raise ruckuses on the planes when he got hammered and stuff like that and anyway whatever led to it billy punched howard in a a, uh, hotel lobby maybe in 67 or so okay Okay. but it was it was basically over howard's dead body that calvin gave the job to billy in 69 because they were worried about attendance and everybody loved billy because he was this feisty Mm -hmm. you know uh, look at the emotion he's showing yeah, yeah he was showing a lot of emotion and uh so they brought him in in 69 had a great season uh might have been the best twins team ever uh then got swept by baltimore, baltimore yep. in the mm-hmm. first ever AS, alcs and billy yeah. defied some calvin orders i think calvin told him not okay i did not to pitch bob miller and he did or some start a game and he did and he got swept and in the series, and Calvin was wanting to win at least one one of those games, so he'd get another, another home, home game, right? Yeah. And and then, but all all through the year, crazy stuff had happened, and I told you, you know, the the fight in Detroit where Billy ended up punching <laughs> one of his players, Dave Boswell, and Allison. Allison was a big pal of the front office of the Griffiths sure. and the Robertsons and there was always a rumor that he was Calvin's son in law or Calvin's nephew or oh. something because we he was he was seemed like such a favorite of them we figured he had to be related, right? But he, he was just a guy. But Boswell punched Allison and then Billy punched Boswell. <laughs> <laughs> and in the Lindell AC, and, and the local media, those traveling with the team then sat on it for like three or four days before then it all hell broke loose. But the fact that Allison, that somebody would punch Allison and Billy had such a lack of control of the team. They, they, they kind of blamed him for lack of control of the team. And then uh, Tom me always told me the story that, they're 69. They're like seven games ahead at the break in the West Division. They're playing great. And uh, the the Twins, delegate. they have a bunch of All-Stars, and the Twins delegation flies in from Minnesota on Sunday night, and, and Howard Fox and the players are flying in from, they played somewhere on the road. They were flying in okay. from another. So they're all up there in Calvin Sweet drinking and celebrating and having a, you know, they're drawing people. The fans are enthused. Everything's going great. They're great. They're going to win hundred games, maybe. Uh, and Foxy walks in the room and says, "We got to fire you. You should, you should hear what that sob did now." Okay. You know, and uh, and I remember Tom telling me. Now Tom didn't have a lot of influence, but he was there, you know, through it all. And he would once in a while, Calvin would ask his opinion, and Tom told went up and. When they decided they were going to fire Martin, he, he told me, uh, he he went up to Calvin and said, this is the worst mistake you're ever going to make, and you're going to pay for this for years to come. And they did. They paid at the gate for years to come. Now, he was crazy. But the next year, they won. How did they, so just really quick, that team
1: were, was great. Did the players, I mean, I know he had a lot of, did the players at least respect him? Did they like playing for Some him? Some of them,
3: like Rodney loved him. Okay. They you know, stole seven bases, and he he would. He could. Because that was Billy out. Ball, right? It was speed. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was kind of Billy Ball, but it was no. Well, yeah. But you had you had Harmon and you Caesar. Had... Tovar batted first. Carew batted second. Oliva batted third. and Kilabrew hit fourth. That's a decent and, uh, top four. You know, and Caesar was the the model leadoff man of that generation. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. he get on, get hit by a pitch, steal second, score. Rodney was a uh, you know just you know was really becoming a star. Then, Tony's best hitter the Twins ever had, and Harmon, the slugger was at they the ever prime had, prime of his physical uh, skills right then. So it was a great team. Everything was fine, and Billy was. But Billy got worse and worse as the booze got worse and sure. worse. The booze took over his life and. By the time he was managing the Yankees in the middle seventies, he's one of the worst guys I've ever been around in my life. Well
1: you just see him too. And in that highlight video was from
3: well, Oh, he just to be, deteriorated yeah. physically. He just he, he could not handle the booze, but he 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 was scrappy. He'd punch anybody, so, including marshmallow salesman.
1: <laughs> the '69 team, you said that was the first year of the ALCS. Would the yeah. Twins have represented in the World Series had it been under the previous rules? Did they have a better
3: record than Baltimore? No, I think Baltimore won. They more did. They. Okay, and Baltimore so, There were two great teams. Okay, two great teams. Then Baltimore swept them again the next year, and they won more. The Twins won more games in in '70 with Rigney than they, did, they did in '69. But they were they were great. But Baltimore was. Waldemar never lets you score any runs. Because their yeah, pitching the was so pitching. good. And yeah. 69, what, was that the year Harmon won the MVP? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Didn't he drive in 140 or some damn thing? That's right? it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when, you know, that's when RBIs mattered. Now they don't no, matter. No, they don't matter no. now. They don't matter. Just they like don't. wins. They, they don't, don't mean matter. nothing. Wins, no.
1: Strikeouts, too, they don't matter. Yeah.
3: No, none of that. Okay, we'll be back.
0: Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now. This day in history, Patrick.
2: The biggest memory I have back then, it was a cold day. The field was frozen. We played with tennis shoes.
0: So did the Eagles, but at first they walked out of the field at Comiskey Park wearing spikes.
2: They came out to warm up and they were falling all over the place eh, because
0: uh, the cleats would not stick into the frozen turf.
3: That is Charlie Trippy, and today is his 96th birthday, uh, born December 14th, uh, 1921, in Pittstown, Pennsylvania. Charlie Trippi, uh, he is having uh, quite a distinction... Uh, because the Georgia Bulldogs are going to the Rose Bowl, right? It's uh, the way things work now. Mm -hmm. They're going to the Rose Bowl. Playing
1: Oklahoma, right? The last time
3: they went to the Rose Bowl, Charlie Trippi was the star of the team, and it was 1943. Wow. (laughs) And they defeated UCLA in the Rose Bowl. 1942, they uh, they, they had another back named Frank Sinkwich, who was the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Charlie uh, Trippy was a uh, sophomore that year, and you know, in 1972, Georgia, the world's largest outdoor, co- cocktail, outdoor cocktail party, the game with Georgia, in Florida, in? Florida, in Jacksonville. A. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had that back then. 1942, Georgia nipped Florida seventy-five to nothing. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, and then in 1943, they beat UCLA nine-zero. In the, in the Rose Bowl, and Charlie being interviewed on the Georgia website talking about how happy he is. But Charlie has another distinction, and we were hearing about it there. Uh, 96-year-old Charlie Trippy was a member of the 1947 Chicago Cardinals who won the uh, NFL title, the Chicago sure, Cardinals. Yep. Mm-hmm. They beat uh, the Philadelphia Eagles 28-21. In a thriller, played at Comiskey Park. Wow. And that's the only championship the Cardinals organization has ever had. Oh, my God. They played in three cities, Mm -hmm. Chicago, St. Louis, Phoenix. They only won one title, 1947. Wow. And Charlie was the man in that game. They had a backfield that had Pat Harder. Remember him, the referee? No, I don't. He was the fullback. He was a referee later on. But uh, Charlie started the game with a 44-yard touchdown run, and then later on, Charlie had a 75-yard punt return, and the Chicago Cardinals beat the Eagles 28-21. And then, since then, I believe, as an organization, before they went to the Super Bowl... They won one playoff game. Wow. When did they go to the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, they uh, beat the Cowboys in 98. Uh, 98, yeah. Because they, they lost I, to the I Vikings. Think that was the only one
3: they ever won. Wow. I think so, yeah. And uh, We and then, teach sports. Yes, we do. Charlie Trippi, 96. Another, you know, that was another one of those, he's still alive moments, but uh, good luck. Charlie's still doing it.